Welcome to the Tap Into Safety podcast, where Dr. Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder, discusses the latest research, reports and interesting topics to help health and safety, human resource and training professionals in their efforts to keep every worker safe every day. Hello everyone and thanks for joining me today. Contractor safety is now more than ever on the radar for many companies because this type of working arrangement makes up 10% of the Australian workforce. Contracting and subcontracting has been around a long time and is a key component in industries such as construction and logistics. However, managing contractor safety is often a difficult task. The problem is, contractors bring with them varying degrees of occupational health and safety knowledge, training and experience. Given that safety of your contractors is the principal organisation's responsibility, how can you best protect yourself to make sure your safety records don't slip? For this podcast, I look at four strategies that you can use to manage contractor safety around critical hazards. Managing critical risks, such as working around operating mobile plant, handling chemicals and working at height, and understanding the effect of control measures, is a requirement of the Australian Work Health and Safety Legislation, OSHA legislation, UK Health and Safety Legislation and other governing bodies. The Safety Hierarchy of Controls advocates for the highest level of control to keep your contractors safe. They must understand the hierarchy pyramid and use the highest level of controls as far as is practicable. A strong contractor safety program is one that pre-qualifies contractors before they're hired and monitors and manages their ongoing safety performance. This can help to prevent workplace injuries, protect your corporate reputation, support compliance with government regulations and avoid hefty fines and jail terms associated with violations. There are four strategies that you can use to manage your contractors and the first is your induction training. Onboarding or induction training communicates safety expectations and trains contractors to safely perform job duties before they come to work on your work sites. Interestingly, COVID-19 restrictions has seen a significant uptake of online safety induction training. What was once death by PowerPoint or instructor-led is rapidly moving to online delivery for its adherence to social distancing, consistent content, low cost, time efficiencies and portability. The role of the safety induction for contractors is to ensure that they understand the work environment that they're about to enter. The challenge is to cover all the information as succinctly and thoroughly as you can and to make the training an engaging safety induction that your contractors remember and can apply. They need to know your expectations from day one. Here are some of the main areas that your safety induction should cover to ensure contractor safety. Firstly, you need to inform your contractors about the hazards and risks in your workplace. Next, you need to link your organisation's health and safety policies and procedures and achieve a sign-off that they have read and understood them. Thirdly, emphasise the importance of safe work practices in the work that they do and their responsibility to keep themselves and others safe while on your work sites. Next, 
stress the responsibility your contractors have in reducing incidents and accidents. Then outline their procedures for reporting incidents and injuries and near misses. From there you should instruct about the evacuation and emergency procedures for your workplace, including emergency exits, evacuation instructions, assembly points and the use of fire alarms and firefighting equipment. Then you need to inform your contractors about first aid and other emergency contacts. And finally, inform your contractors on the types of personal protective equipment that they will need to perform their work. The second strategy is to determine your contracts and your expectations. Contracts with your contractors should outline your organisation's expectations. Your contracts must state compliance with federal, state and local regulatory requirements, along with your company's health and safety requirements. This may include participation in the company's safety pre-qualification program, which may be administered through a third-party provider. You may also require your contractors to maintain an acceptable safety score in their contractor management systems. The third strategy is to track your contractor's safety through measuring their key performance indicators. These are metrics that most companies use. However, collecting lost time injury rates, for example, is a lag indicator of safety performance and incidents can be manipulated to ensure a lost time injury is not recorded. Also, another major drawback of only using lagging indicators of safety performance is that they tell you how many people got hurt and how badly, but not how well your contractor is doing at preventing incidents and accidents. Whereas leading indicators are focused on future safety performance and continuous improvement. These measures are proactive and report what employers are doing regularly to prevent injuries. Leading KPIs include training records, audits and sensor data, and they recognise that it's not only the human factor that creates risk. Leading indicators should allow you to see small improvements in your contractor safety performance. They should measure the positive, what people are doing versus failing to do. They should enable frequent feedback to your contractors. They should predict future problems of safety issues and increase constructive problem solving around safety issues. And finally, make it clear what needs to be done to improve. Visible analysis of KPIs that represent adherence to your safety requirements can help to decrease serious incident rates by holding your contractors accountable for them. Regularly schedule meetings with your contractors to discuss performance metrics. You should discuss any incidents that occur, along with their root causes and corrective actions. This will help to encourage continuous improvement. The final strategy that I wanted to talk to you about today is how important it is to perform safety performance audits with your contractors. Regular on-site inspections, job site walkthroughs and annual audits are an effective way to monitor contractor safety performance. These can be conducted using internal resources or some organisations leverage an outside vendor to perform these audits and they supplement these with their internal resources to give them more eyes in the field. The purpose behind performing a safety audit is to determine compliance with work health and safety obligations 
relating to employee and contractor safety. Evidence of compliance is the first order of business, but safety audits can also help you to identify risks in the workplace, as well as the severity of those risks and whether the highest level of controls are in place. They also reveal strengths and weaknesses in your safety processes and procedures, and they show you where and how to make recommended improvements. They ensure that adequate resources are available to manage workplace health and safety, and that you're using those resources efficiently and effectively. They assess whether safety processes and procedures are legally compliant, and eliminate unsafe practices, and remove or effectively control hazards. The results of contractor safety audits and post-project evaluations can also be shared with your supply chain. These metrics help you to monitor your contractor's performance, your relationship with them, and inform them of your decisions regarding inclusion in future bid invitations. To summarise, contractor safety is an area that needs continual monitoring, especially when they undertake high-risk work. However, managing contractor safety is often difficult. The problem is contractors bring with them varying degrees of occupational health and safety knowledge, training and experience. I've outlined four strategies that you can use to manage contractor safety around critical hazards. The first is to provide a safety induction to communicate safety expectations and train contractors to safely perform job duties before they come to work on your work sites. Now many organisations are moving their inductions to online delivery for its adherence to social distancing, consistent content, low cost, time efficiencies and portability. The second strategy is to state your safety requirements in your contracts. Your contracts must state compliance with federal, state and local regulatory requirements along with your own company's health and safety requirements. The third strategy you can use to manage contractor safety is to measure KPIs, including lagging data such as lost time injury rates and leading data such as training records, audits and sensor data. You need to recognise that it's not only the human factor that creates risk. Finally, regular on-site inspections, job site walkthroughs and annual audits are effective ways to monitor contractor safety performance. You have been listening to Dr. Suzanne Barn, CEO and co-founder of Tap Into Safety. If you would like to read more about this topic and other related topics, or to contact them for more information, please visit their website at www.tapintosafety.com.au. If you'd like to hear more of these podcasts, search for Tap Into Safety on iTunes or your favourite podcast provider. Until the next time, we hope you keep safe and well.